because yes, because actually <laughs> ignorance precedes wisdom. Mm-hmm. So you have to be ignorant before you are wise. And, and so at some point, it can actually happen to any man. It happened to my dad. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to LifePod with C. I am delighted to have you with me today. Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good whatever time you're going to be receiving this podcast. It's always a delight to be in your ear uh, at a time such as this. And um, it is with great pleasure I announce the amazing people who are here with me. I want to say a very big thank you. I'm really honored. Ladies and gentlemen, first up, I want to introduce the amazing a lot of you already know him. He is creating so much waves. And um, yeah, when you hear his voice, you're going to think he's proud. He's not entirely proud. He's a little bit proud. <laughs> but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, a very big welcome to Erastus Uso. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. Thank you for, for having me. And um, secondly, and but most importantly, we have the amazing, the beautiful Chioma. Chioma was with us on the first episode, and here she is with us again. Chioma, you're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's amazing. It's beautiful to have you with us. It's beautiful to have both of you with us. And uh, without um, any further ado, we are going to jump right into what we have to talk about today. Today, we are talking about moral decadence moral decadence and um, before we continue I know we must have uh, talked about it for a bit um, earlier uh, on the first episode but let's talk about it some more today because you know the first one the first installment was actually just for introduction mainly but we want to want to you know dive into the meat of the matter on this um, installment so before we continue Erasmus let me ask you what, in your own understanding, or you know, from your own point of view, what do you, what, what would you say, moral decadence is? Mm. Just taking into consideration the first word, which is moral, moral, mm. right? Mm. This has to do with your beliefs, right? The things that that give you direction, right? The things that sort of puts perspective to your life. And uh, when we talk about morals, we talk about the good things, mm. right? That society and uh, religion, and especially if you're in the right religion anyways, mm-hmm. you know, they expect of you. There's, there's a certain uh, standard that they expect you to live by is sort of a code of conduct, mm. right? But when we also say decadence, so we talk about things like degradation, you know, and that's, chipping away from the quality of the moral. Mm. So so we're talking about a degradation of the standard of morals. And uh, but I think that we're just here to explore everything that has happened or happened as a result of this. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, so um let me let's also hear from Choma. What what would you say is a moral decadence? Um, okay, um jumping up of jumping off of what um Erasto said about religion, I like to attack morals from my religion as a Christian. So 
Um, I think morals, like he said, it's like a code of conduct that um, we're supposed to adhere to. And when you have the cadence, it's like it's like there's decay going on in that system, in that system of rules or that system of of the kind of lifestyle that we're supposed to adopt uh, as per our religion you know, as our religion or the laws of the land, you know, um, prescribes. And I like to, I like to attack the question of morals as a Christian because I also think that a lot of the foundations of the laws that, you know, give birth to what we call morals and what we call a value system in the society is really rooted in, you know, a lot of Christian beliefs. I mean, the Ten Commandments, you know, form a lot of laws that we now see in our legal system. So um, to me, moral decadence is really just veering off of the path um, steadily, like almost like very gradually veering off of the path of the right value system. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So is there anything like um, absolute truth and different people's versions of truth. Let's start with you, Trump, Choma. Um, well, I like to think of myself as someone that is forward thinking. So I know that the whole question of my truth is my truth. It's like a, it's like a modern, it's like a new age, um, you know, concept. saying or mm. concept, yes. Mm. So I think I understand um, the people who subscribe to that, you know, theology of saying, you know, you cannot have an absolute truth. Mm. Like there are several truths, maybe because of their own experiences, the fact that you might not be able to relate absolutely to their experience. But I don't think that they are supposed to be entirely called a truth. You know, I think it's just your experience might not be the truth. I think if you want to um, to be, if you want something to be received as your truth, mm. then you have to allow for the idea that your truth is not the absolute truth. And if something else presents itself as something that might be the absolute truth, if you want to um, receive some kind of support for your own truth, then I think you have to be open enough to see that you know your truth may not be the answer and there might be a more superior truth to your own truth your than, your own tr- than your own truth. Okay, Erastus, let's hear from you. Mm, I think, yes. There is the absolute and there is the um, relative truth. Um, What people forget is whilst you're telling your truth, what is your truth based on? Because most times we speak out of pain, even the most uh, like well meaning people. people yes, we speak from experience, we speak from a place of joy, we speak from a place that is really fueled by the emotions that we go through, that is fueled by the ups and downs of life, is fueled by the exposure that we have. And we can say that six looks like six to us, mm-hmm. and for that, it's the truth. 
mm-hmm. or it would say, oh, that's our truth. But for some others on the other side, mm-hmm. six looks like nine. Mm-hmm. And so it's important also to understand that without there being an absolute truth, they cannot be a relative truth. Yeah. Okay, okay, so let's slow down. So that means relative truth is burst off of the absolute truth that's already existing. Now, relative truth is not necessarily off Okay. of absolute truth okay. because it can just be sheer nonsense. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Because you call it a relative truth does not mean it's truth in itself. Yeah. Okay. Not really thinking of it as absolute, okay. but it doesn't really say that's true. It can come from a place of misunderstanding. Okay. So if you say something and it's misguided because of the, you know, things that you have going on in your head, then it's not really your truth mm. because your truth is supposed to be the way it is, but you're skewed. Your, your sight is skewed, so yeah. you, we cannot trust your judgment on it. And that's where, that's where the problem is. But uh, without it, without the absolute thing, you cannot place your hand on what yeah. we would say that's relative. So, okay. Because I think, I think, you know, hoping up what he said, when he called it relative truth, mm. then we now see that, I mean, we take the word re- relative, relative and, you know, yeah. we relate it to, it has to yes. be related to something. Yes, yes. So there will be no relative truth if there's no absolute truth to sort of like balance or balance or make sense of what's. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah, that's that makes sense. Now, we have the new generation now because that's where we are. That's where we are. We are, we are taking off from. We have this new generation that will always tell you things like, "This is my life. Do you, you know yeah. whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you comfortable? Let us, in fact, let us tackle that. Whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you comfortable. Like, is there a is there a limit to that? Is that even something we should live our life by? I think chasing a fleeting feeling as happiness is not the way to go. Mm-hmm. You know, because happiness is supposed to be earned from you following your process. So you're supposed to earn happiness as a byproduct of success on small goals. Mm-hmm. So as you're going on your work, on your journey, you're progressing uh, you get you got something done today you were able to buy a small thing you gain you gain happiness off of that and uh, if we begin to see happiness as the destination then we're going to go into lots of error mm. looking for happiness because happiness cannot be found in one place mm-hmm. there is something about uh, addiction that can be traced in looking for that dopamine heat mm-hmm. right it's you would always want to go back. But Mm -hmm. if you try to go back, the things that made you happy the last time will not be strong enough because you're already used to it. So so it means that if something as strong as two or on a scale of two made you happy the last time, when you come back, you have to Mm -hmm. go for four. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you keep on going like that, you're going to find yourself at 144 and Mm -hmm. who knows what that would lead you to Mm. because happiness could actually lead you to cocaine Mm. chasing that feeling of uh ah i'm finally here Mm -hmm. you know i I just want to live my life sometimes it's it's good advice and it's bad advice Mm -hmm. the thing is balance is very key to everyone when you say do what makes you happy it's 
allowing you to make decisions that uh, you feel is in tune with your calling, with your purpose, with your journey, right? Mm. So when we say do what makes you happy, it's not necessarily that you have to do a wrong thing. Mm. You should do something that expands you because that's what, that's uh, the thing about um, your progress. That's the thing about uh your life's purpose. When you do something that you believe that you're called to do, that you believe you're put on this earth to do, it gives you this expansion in your chest. It gives you, even though you do not have any money with you mm. or any money in your bank account, uh, you do not have friends or anything, you would feel good at the end of the day. That's the thing with purpose. Uh-huh. So, so that's, that's what it is. But when we say do what makes you happy too, sometimes people think that there, there has to, we have to follow the recklessness mm-hmm. of doing what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Because even even with doing what makes you sad, there's still recklessness in it, <laughs> right? So whether we say do what makes you happy or do not do what makes you happy, sometimes it's difficult, especially with the mindset of the person. So you need to understand what mind you're communicating that to, mm. because you can be telling that person drive drive on 180 mm-hmm. or 120, because that's what makes people happy. happy. There are people that cannot drive under 80 mm-hmm. except it's really tight the road is tight and all of that there are people that if they just sit on that these things boom speed yes all right but the end is what is destruction mm-hmm. so doing what makes what makes you happy must be done in a right mind it must be spoken to a mature mind and uh, it must be taken with a pinch of salt because doing what makes you happy most of the time may not be what is beneficial for you in the long run. Absolutely. The things that are critical or the things that are, you know, uh, critical to your journey is, is really not things that you would find immediate happiness in. Mm. So when we say discipline, discipline is for the long run. It's not about today. Yeah. You know, it's it's a combination of processes. Yes. Does brushing your teeth make you happy? Does not. But But two years after without brushing your teeth, you see serious (laughs) unhappiness. So that's 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 where it is, I believe. Okay, yeah, Choma, talk to us. Um, so I get where the whole um, do, do what makes you happy comes from. I think you know this generation hmm. has you know overblown. You know we're into self care, we're into <laughs> you know make yourself, you know motivate yourself, be your own, um, you know cheerleader and mm. that. I, that's that's the gospel that I think went left with mm. the you know do what makes you happy thing yeah so I think you know to buttress what he said is do what makes you happy does what makes you happy make other people upset like does it does it reduce the lives of other people, like the, the quality of life mm-hmm. of people you love, of the people around you, because you're like, I'm going to do me, mm. I'm going to do what makes me happy. And then if something happens to you, you know, how are the people that you love going to, um, you know, be affected or the people that love you or the people that you love, how are they going to be affected by your decisions? And how is your future going to be affected by your decisions? Mm. So I, you know, it's one thing to have self care, but I think um, even if you 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 think that in absolution, even if you think into the future, like oh, it's my life and I'm going to be happy mm. regardless. I think uh, one factor, one 
factor that we should put in the equation that might help you know our sense of judgment is the people that you love the people that love you how how are they affected by this self-care mantra how are they I mean, no man is really an island. So even if you're like, I'm going to do me, um, are you going to do me and there will be nobody else in your life? Mm. I mean, the essence of doing me is to present yourself as a better person to the world. So you have to also think about how the decisions you're making affects this world that, you know, you are in and... And making yourself a better person because of so yeah okay yeah that's that's nice that's cool and um taking off from what you've just said now um i hear that a lot and the the that, that this particular statement now or mantra as we would call it is is so strong these days that my major concern is not even in the statement itself but in um, in understanding your limits is like when you're saying do what makes you happy to what extent you understand and like you like you have said and Erasmus has also said on the long run how does this leave you feeling how does it leave your loved ones like you said now how does it leave your loved ones feeling does it leave them feeling better about themselves feeling better about you or does it leave them feeling terrible or feeling worse because when you say do you do what makes you happy automatically you eliminate every other person's feelings you eliminate every other person's opinion you you eliminate every other person's um, view every other person's whatever now peels into insignificance and it is all about you i think i think for a well-functioning human being Mm. people's opinions must have a certain level of insignificance in the decision making oh yes of course of course so there are times that you have to shut every voice out Mm -hmm. no matter how well-meaning it is Mm -hmm. i don't think it's so much their opinions Mm. But the the way your actions would affect their their quality of life, not so much that they have an opinion over what kind yes. of decisions you make. But mm. if the decision it is you make is going to sort of reduce them or you know make their own lives unbearable, because you know you say I'm not going to value their opinions. You know, to I need to filter out the noise and all that. But then there has to be a place for. Whilst I'm not building my life on their opinions mm -hmm. or around their opinions, I mean, there there might be some decisions I'll take that would adversely affect them. Like you said about the driving thing, I'm like, oh, I want to drive, you know, I'm so happy driving at 180. And then Mm -hmm. I'm in the car with somebody. Mm. And then, you know, I don't value your opinion. You know, I'm going somewhere. I mean, I'm in a hurry, but then you have to think about the person that's in your passenger seat and it's probably you know, an anxious person. Yes, or, yes. Now we even have an accident before the accident mm-hmm. happens. So, <laughs> I think in some way, as much as we don't value the opinions or we don't overly, you know, press, press so much value on other people's opinions, I think we have to also think about how mm. our decisions affect affects their yes. quality of life. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what I was trying to say, and, and yeah, let me even quickly react to that. Now, um, people's opinion that's all it is opinions 
And the truth is you don't even really have to take the opinion, but it doesn't mean that you should now not listen to anybody again. There's what's there's a there's a nice way of not taking someone's advice, or there's a nice way of not listening to anybody or allowing someone's opinion influence you or impact your decision making process. Mm-hmm. I've actually done an episode on opinion where I talked about that people's opinion can even stagnate you because you're waiting to get someone's approval on something or someone is trying to tell you that, look, I don't think that you are made for... Someone has actually said something to me once that, look, uh, he doesn't think that I'm hardworking enough, I'm not putting in so much effort. But I know that if I talk to three, four people who know me very well, mm-hmm. they will say that I am a very hardworking person. Yes, you are not living in a, in a mansion, you're not, you're not driving all the finest cars in the world, but... I know your work ethics. I know how you how you live your life. You understand? Now, I understand what I understand what opinions can do to people. Opinions can can stagnate you. Opinions can even can even run you out self. But that doesn't mean that I should um, throw everybody into the trash. Now, when I was even mentioned when I even mentioned opinion, I wasn't saying it in the sense that you should take everybody's opinion. I'm just saying that. Um, when you're saying to do yourself and not bother about anybody, mm-hmm. uh, we are looking at it from that angle, not from the angle of whether you should take people's advice or whether not to listen to people and what they have to say about what you're doing. Because it's not even, it's not just about advice. Some people would want some people opinions have kept like I was saying stagnation. Opinions have kept people in a particular position where they never where they had have no business being in in the first place. You understand? Because someone told you, I don't think you are made for this. I think you should be doing this. I think you should be doing that. I think you should be doing that. And then, <laughs> because of opinions, because people have advice, one advice or the other to give, you will find yourself doing one million things because they are saying, oh, I think you have strength for this. I think you have strength for this. I think you should be doing this. I think you should be doing that. Oh, you have an amazing voice. That you have an amazing voice doesn't mean you should be singing songs. That you have, that you write, that you have, you know, interesting writing skills doesn't mean you should be writing books. You understand? Yeah. But when, when people just see you, face value, they already have an opinion. They already, they already have a million reasons why you should be writing books just because you have, you know, an amazing writing skills. But that's not even the case. What I'm saying about is about doing you and it's, I, I think to, to, a, to a significant extent, it is selfish of one to say, I want to do me and disregard what anybody has to say. Okay. Now, if I put this in perspective, mm. God telling Abraham, take your things and leave. Mm. Mm. Just leave. Just, mm. just, I'll take you somewhere. I'll show you somewhere. Mm. That decision does not sound like it was God that told you. If you tell, if Abraham were to tell this, this family, yes, <laughs> say, God, tell me, say, make I leave all my siblings, mm-hmm. leave everybody, go one place, go there. Say, Chai, I don't talk him before that guy. <laughs> because it sounds somehow, there are times that having to choose or having to do things is difficult. It's, it's very difficult that you will cry doing it. But mm. to others, it looks very selfish. selfish yeah. But in line with purpose mm. is what you're supposed to do because mm. at the end of the day, it's for the greater good. Mm. There's a time that someone has to commit to building muscle mm. for the person to be able to carry a lot of load mm. later. Yes. All right. So if in that period that you're supposed to focus mm. on your 
your strength and focus on carrying everything yeah. right you're not doing that you're doing the load carrying mm-hmm. then there's going to be a time where the load that you're supposed to carry will come and you will not be equipped for it mm. and so what will have been lost would have been the time yes so that time that you were trying to not look selfish mm. <laughs> is what you're going to in the long run suffer for mm-hmm. right so it's 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 also important to to to, to think that or to say that <laughs> we 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 have in ourselves a little bit of selfishness and that selfishness is that thing that keeps us and helps us be Mm -hmm. the best yes right because Because, what i want to even say is that when i'm when when i'm talking about this uh, this selfishness well it's not even in this and now let me let me paint it i think it's going to help if i can paint a picture let me paint this picture someone a lady who is going to because when we talk about indecent dressing both guys too Guys, too, they have their own indecent dressing, but we, we want to jump onto ladies easily. But yeah, so a lady comes, she says, I feel comfortable like wearing. I, I, have, I have seen a lady in church who wore, who came to church on a Sunday without any bra. Why are you looking at a lady? <laughs> no, no, it's obvious now. It's obvious. It's very, very obvious. <laughs> You're looking yeah, at <laughs> no, but the, it was and obviously that lady is um, she's comfortable. I was trying to dive in. She's comfortable like that. That to me is a typical example of someone who is um, doing her. She's mm-hmm. comfortable like that, you know. But is that is it morally correct? Is it morally right? I to, think. That, because that's what we're talking about. We're not even talking about these other ones that you, when you brought the, yeah. the instance of Abraham mm-hmm. and all that is that's a necessary action. See, at some point, it's okay. going to be important for you to take certain decisions that you know you've seen it. You know that this on the long run is going to help me, even though it's going to uh, you know temporarily it's going to affect a few things here and there. But on the long run, it's going to help me. Yeah. So let me go ahead and do that. So I think from what he said about selfishness and healthy selfishness, I think when we bring selfishness and morality into question, I think that is where we now have to bring out the moral compass. Okay. Yes. Because, you know, when, because there is some selfishness that does not, that doesn't make your moral compass go berserk. Oh, oh, of course. You know, this is selfishness in line with purpose. This Mm -hmm. is selfishness Mm -hmm. in line with your future Mm -hmm. and how you're supposed to better it. Selfishness that. Some other people will benefit from in the long run, right? Mm-hmm. But then there is the selfishness that is like your moral compass is it like has gone <laughs> <laughs> it's get to the point where it's going to break. So <laughs> when we think about selfishness and self-care and you yeah. know doing me, we now have to activate the moral, moral compass. compass. It's like how is this now? Am I now still in the am I now um no longer you know, doing what is right and saying that it is, um, um, and, you know, I'm having yes, yes. selfishness. Mm-hmm. I have to think about my own self. Mm-hmm. All these people are dragging me behind. Like the church girl that you said now, maybe she's comfortable. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a girl. Yeah. It's not easy to wear. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> <laughs> right? But then, she has to think about people like Chima that you know, right? <laughs> 
Okay, Russell, you're going to say something. No, I, I say I, I, I mean for that, that that's sheer foolishness. Mm. You know, that's sheer foolishness, foolishness and some sort of mental immaturity. Instability. I do not want to say instability because instability, instability will say that. Sometimes it's okay. Yeah, sometimes it's not okay. Yeah. Uh, and you do not want to cast such injunction on a child of God. Yeah. Yes. So you say whether your health, your mental, whatever it is, was good or shaking, mm. it was still foolish. Yeah. Right? At least that's, that's a better way of saying, saying that. So I believe it's just uh, foolishness as with not knowing that certain dressings are not appropriate for certain set, uh, yeah. settings. Mm. Uh, and I believe that that's just where it is because if you found that lady in a club, you would not blame her. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yes. Because that's so the, that's, mm. it's, it's appropriate for that kind of place. But bringing it out to the, to the house of the Lord, with the sons of the Lord, <laughs> trying to worship, and then we are seeing. And, and let me let me let me let me issue this disclaimer. It wasn't inside the church. We were outside. Okay, outside. Uh, no, so what difference does it make? She's entering inside the church. Oh, oh, you're trying to help yourself. He's trying to help himself. All right, so let's tie this up. Let's tie this up. Last words, because you know, mostly what at the end of the day, what we're trying to um, achieve with this episode is to is to you know let people understand that there's still something like morality there is still that there is still the good way of doing things there's still the right way of doing things and there's still the wrong way of doing things like nobody will beat you up if you dress in a certain type of way in your house Mm. but you know like scripture will say all things are lawful but not all things are expedient Mm -hmm. it's okay to do certain things but it's not everything you will do is it okay to do cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like, I mean, that's both not lawful and not Yes, this particular one now. <laughs> so, but it's that everybody, hey, another thing, another way to put it is that everybody is doing it doesn't mean that yeah. hey, it's something you should do, especially as a child of God. And even as someone who is trying to find his way, his or her way back to God, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, this it is clear as day and night. It's black yeah. and white. It's black or white. It's not. There's no gray area. You can't say unless um, we can. I'm a child of God, or I can still act in a certain way. Yeah. But let's just tie this up and let's drive it home. What are your final words with regards to what you've discussed this day, Erastus? The Bible says, "If you break the hedges, serpent." shall bite you. Mm. What our generation has done, not, let me not just limit it to our generation anyways, mm. because the gray is deep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. is like you said deep. that it goes no, way back. Uh-huh. It goes no, way to back to even our parents. Yes, the gray is deep. All right. So what it is, is we've taken out landmarks. We've taken out guideposts. And that's what the absolute truth yeah. is supposed to help us do. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to tell us that this is 
the healthy place that you can walk in. This is this place of safety. This is the path of safety. Mm, safety. That you're supposed to veer on. Any attempt to uh, walk away from that is going to be problem. It's going to mm. be problematic for you. But what we have done is, since we've not we've not been able to choose the absolute, because now first of all we have run away from the foundation of everything, which is God, and uh, if. The absolute, which is supposed to be God, is missing from a society, then you cannot expect them to do otherwise. Mm. You cannot expect them to live in the tenets of morality because morality itself is flawed. All right? But we'll not will not really delve down, you know, in that path. But once a society lives irreverent of God, lives irreverent of a good religion. Right, because I, I do not believe that here would say, okay, this is the best, the best religion. religion. This mm. is the best one. This mm. is not the best one, you know. But I believe that every human being knows that your worldview, which is your religious worldview, is what gives perspective to your life. And uh, in an age where people do not care about the the worldview anymore, we can assume to be part of the system. Mm. But we do not live as part of the system, and so if we do not mm, obey them, we, we can identify because mm. that's the language. Yeah, that's the word now. Identify as part <laughs> of the system. As as yes, <laughs> I, I identify as something. I identify as a billionaire, <laughs> but <laughs> the bank no <nobody> identify <laughs> <it> too. <laughs> so when we are all identifying as something, okay. and uh, we refuse to follow the laws. Of the thing of that, that we, yes, because the, Jesus, oh, is it Jesus or oh God? Okay, the Bible says that if you love me, you will keep my commandment. Mm. All right. So the love that He perceives is in your keeping yes. of His commandment. Mm. And so, if you associate with a particular religion without following up with the laws in all entirety, because what we love to do is to pick and choose. A woman should not wear trousers. But we did not read up that says a man should not wear leather belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so all of that. And what that does is it distorts our decision-making process. It distorts the way we see life. It distorts our ability to call right, right, right and left, left. Mm. You know, it makes us unable to say this is black and this is white. So that place of relativism is... There's too many gray areas. Mm-hmm. And the thing about gray areas is because you do not know what direction to take, you're either going to loiter about, you're either going to get into a collision with something, yes. you're either going to find yourself in a terrible spot or you're just going to be, uh, you you would be well, what stagnant, all right? Mm. You'll be stagnated because you cannot see far. And I believe that once we are able to go back and say this is what should cover me then we will be able as a society to say let's follow the laws and that will guarantee the kind of people that we will make so going after morality might itself be wrong yeah mm-hmm. because morality was founded in the law and jesus said yeah, uh, the yes, law yes. is not perfect. Mm-hmm. The law is not perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. we abolished it makes sense. the law. Mm-hmm. Right. And it 
brought something better. Better. Right? So there is grace and mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. And what that really means in essence is that it's not really about the things that you do that make you a moral person. It's about the person, person that you are. are. Mm. Right? Absolutely. And if your person is still a person that cannot stand for one thing because you do not know that what mm. one thing is, yeah. then what are we doing? You will stand for anything. You will fall for anything. Yes, fall, yes. If you cannot stand for one thing, you will fall for anything. anything. And so we need to go back to that place where we bring back uh, that perspective and say, this is my worldview. I'm going to live by this worldview. This is what our society, or really we should bring it down to the family because that's exactly. the best that's place the, mm-hmm. of society. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So when we bring it down to society, I remember growing up and then we did do morning devotion and at some point, <laughs> I did vex. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to pray every morning? Every morning, yes. <laughs> I can just pray in my heart. <laughs> you know. But growing up, I'm like, wow. I need to pray. <laughs> you see Shege. Yes, sir. Right? You see, you, see, you see a lot of things. And so, if we do not have that authority that we submit to, mm-hmm. then we cannot submit to any other any thing. Other, sorry, any other All right. thing, yes. So, that's very, very critical. And I believe that we will not worry about what people do or what people say mm-hmm. or anything like that if we're not worried about or if we're not able to help them see better Mm -hmm. because people only act as they know Mm -hmm. and so moral decadence will always be on the increase whether we pray whether we fast Mm -hmm. (laughs) whether we go to the mountain or not it's still going to degrade degrade, and uh, till Jesus comes actually but uh, last words because I tend to talk too much on stuff like this. I thought you said that uh, you know, <laughs> 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 Alright, so last, I think my last line will be we should not take out what the absolute should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in, in trying to be uh, what inclusive? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so yeah. in trying to be inclusive, we, we've become overly inclusive Very that huge. we don't even know what it is anymore. The terms are just coming out too much. Yeah, the terms every day, every day there's something new. There's, there's yeah. a new thing. So, <laughs> so when we keep pushing and pushing and pushing the, the points yeah. and pushing the boundaries, we are either going to tip, which Mm-hmm. It's going to happen because at the end of the day, Jesus will have to come. Because yes, sir. There's, there's how we're going to get to that. We'll get to that point. We'll get to that point. That you know how water goes over a cliff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when people will start believing in flat earth <laughs> because we're going to be so morally bereft as a people that we're going to literally fall off the cliff as animals Mm -hmm. we'll fall off the cliff and society will not hold itself itself anymore so really Choma tell us your own last words my last words yeah Um, my last words are um, you know in the Christian community or in the you know more morally oppressed community, especially the Christian community, I think there should be more boldness, mm. like he said. Mm. Less inc- we should be inclusive. Like speaking of, 
you know the lady who was indecently dressed i'm like i i, I started to think maybe she's not maybe she's a first time member yeah so we need to of call her in and say babe you know some this one is for club mm, this one is mm. for church you know you know maybe she doesn't know really, really? and truly of course so, so i actually uh, agree with that she knows she knows <laughs> but it's true she knows but it's also yeah, possible she doesn't that know she doesn't that know is, that it, you know maybe she thinks that everybody's cool now you know we no, but that's the, <laughs> no but that's the no but that's the skewness that we're talking about no matter now. how <laughs> no. this, is, this is Nigeria first eh? we, we can say that for the western country eh. because well, we're getting western we're, we're by the deal <laughs> yeah the pressure is getting western and western but you, you see the thing about about Nigeria and Africa mm. as a whole is this community teaming up to raise a human being. Uh, the community will always ah. have a say. Your friends will tell you, Omar, this this clothes what get as big. I mean, I know that you're Gen Z, but you know, I see like a group of Gen Zs making a TikTok or making, you know, any podcast, mm. and you see that all of them think the same way. You know, you could have a group yes, of so girls that are friends, indeed. and they all think, you know what, Jesus accepted everybody. Let's go how we want to go to mm. church. Mm-hmm. Do you get what mm-hmm. I mean? That's so sure. there's, there's, I think. I think those people who know better should be bolder to yes, say yes, yes. whilst we are inclusive because even Jesus was inclusive if you look at scripture and how oh, he yes. came. Mm. You know, there was a woman by the well, there was a person that came to wash his feet. But then again, when the thing come, madam, he now Scatter, went to the temple yeah. and scattered because it's like, like you know, I said all of you should come, but you know, gradually you have to lose these things. You have to keep on beholding me until you are changed, right? Mm. So I think there should be transparency, there should be boldness, there should be transparency. What I mean by there should be transparency is that, you know, in this now, the, the, the generation we're in now, there's so much celebration. I think he touched on that in the beginning. There's so much celebration in the results. Like, mm. like somebody has made it, so mm. it's like, ah, this person is the person that is hot now. Yes, so. And we don't know what the person did. The process. You know, somebody, Most times and, and we know. Most times we know. Most times we know. Where somebody just comes and says like, oh, is the grace, you know, is the grace of God, is the favor of God. Mm. Like, I think when we share the testimonies or when we say things that happen, yes. For those of us that you know went the right path, we should actually, um, you know, be more open to say yeah, this is how we process. got it. Mm. Because the the fact that the wrong way is becoming more popular, everybody will now start now thinking like that. Like... Oh, that's how it is now. Mm. Everybody mm. has to know somebody, or you have to give bribe, or you have to do something that, or you have to sleep with this person. Yes. But if people start saying that. Oh, I did this and I did that, and they are not so vague about yes, the, yes, the process, process of mm, how mm, you made it. Mm. Then I think we will now start, you know, not believing that you know you have to go it the wrong way, and we should also start celebrating those people that are doing right things. There's so much celebration of those people that you know are probably not so morally oppressed. Let's start searching for the people that are doing things the right way. I mean, not to sound political, but you know, the whole Peter B thing and the guy, you know, the way he appears, mm. you know, 
you know, to be to have a sense of you know morality. Mm. And I there was there was something I was reading on Twitter once, and people were like talking about how he had influenced them. And somebody was like, I was on a queue, and I would normally be inclined to jump the queue, but then I think about the fact that this man is wealthy and he's this and he's that, and he would most likely be on this queue, mm. so I will join the queue. So we we had we had given up on this generation as to thinking ah, all of us are just about the wow. but then mm. there if if we if we amplify the voices if we yes. magnify the faces of people that are doing mm, things mm, right mm, and there are still people and and we are transparent because the guy is transparent about what he did and what he didn't do mm. what he accepted and what he didn't accept if we make that and these people are successful so if we continue to put them on you know you know, yes. on, the, on, on front, on, your front know, line, forefront. yeah, forefront. Yes, we will definitely influence you know the society gradually into being more concerned about you know morals and morality and how it might not be the best, best way and not. how there's the absolute. I was going to ask him, but I think when he kept going, I forgot. Mm-hmm. I think when we, when he talks about the absolute truth. We should also say what the absolute truth is. What is the absolute truth? Mm. So that we know that, and the outsiders know know that know what the absolute truth is. Mm. We know the absolute truth that we're not meant to lose. So we should ask you, Russell, when you say what the absolute truth. I think he needs to also say, you know, what it is as we round up. I think the absolute truth exists and um, the absolute truth will be, and this might sound biased because I seem to be on the path, Mm. you know, that, and people might say, oh, is it because you are Christian? That's why you say this is the absolute truth. And I would say, no, we're not apologetics. I'm not an apologetic. At least I do not have the, the, uh, what's that? arguing criteria (laughs) (laughs) to be an apologetic Mm. you know but there was this question that Paul Paul was asked he answered with I know that Jesus is the truth and Jesus himself said it and said I am the truth I am the way I am the life we bring the truth way and the life we will see that the circle starts and ends at that particular point. Mm-hmm. So there has to be the basis, which is the truth. There has to be its process, which is the way. Mm-hmm. And then the life, which is not just the end result, mm-hmm. but the state Starts of mind states, of yes. the person mm-hmm. in that process. Mm-hmm. Right? And I believe that that sums it all, you know, for us. We need to look down there because it's not really about obeying. The Twelve Commandments, or is it Ten Commandments? The Ten Commandments were very difficult yes. to obey. The simple, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that. And we still found a way to still kill that. They had to kill Jesus. <laughs> God had to slaughter Jesus. I said, you've not owned too much. I don't even know. How can I make this make sense? So, so if we base morality on that, and I know that people of a of maybe other religions might say we're very strong moral people. In fact, the 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 number of moral people in say other religions mm. is really high. Like the number mm. of that is really high. 
with with Hindus. Yes, very moral. Hindus, um, yeah, so yes, Muslims, yeah, yeah, very yes, moral. People. Yes, but then you ask yourself if it is only about your output, what you're able to do, mm. because that's what morality is. It's about self-control and self-restraint, mm. and you, you know, being the bigger person sometimes. Mm. You know, if it's only have, if it only has to do with you, mm. then there might be a problem with that, because you would say that there is nothing that enables you aside yourself mm. now if there is nothing that is bigger than you that enables you to do some other thing then we cannot believe your morality mm. that's why jesus said your righteousness are like few god said your right is jesus anyways mm. your righteousness is like filthy rags that's morality mm-hmm. that's because morality is not really about your state of heart mm. it's about the things that you're doing to show people yes so if you which is not even if you do not steal but in your mind, you're planning to steal. Well, you're stealing where people are not watching. Watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another way to look at it. <laughs> you might have the picture of the perfectly moral person. Mm-hmm. But God and you know that. You have thoughts. The thoughts are not thoughting. Mm-hmm. You know? That's the only difference. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. So morality, you know, itself is good. In fact, morality can be... Can be or morality is superficial. The fundamental thing is the life change, mm-hmm. which has mm-hmm. to be based on the truth. Morality is superficial. Now, a lot of people will say, if these people who are Muslims, who are atheists, who are Hindus, who are all of these things, you know, believe in God, believe this, 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 all of that, how can you say that a Christian is better than them? We're not saying that a Christian is better than them, mm. right? We're not saying that. We're saying that we do not have one thing in common. People feel like because we have one God or we claim to believe in one God means that we believe in one God. It's not true. We, we are the same. We are similar superficially, not fundamentally. So a Muslim person's God, the almighty God, is not the same as the Christian person's the almighty God. It's not the same as the traditional person's the almighty God. Mm. It's not the same as, uh, yes, the conf- <laughs> is it Confucius? That'd be something like that. Uh, I'm sorry, because, you know, these days, we, we, we try what you do. If I did not pronounce that well, all ye, uh, what do they used to say that thing? Uh, people with really the scatter people for online. Okay, drag us. No, no, drag us. Counselors. <laughs> Counselors Association of the World. I didn't pronounce it well, so you might help me with a dictionary. We are all connected on on superficial things, mm, not the fundamental. Yes. And there's always going to be a problem because we're not fundamentally the same. We do not believe in the same fundamental thing. There is God, yes. But when Jesus says he's the way, the truth, and the life, it means that he claims that he's the only way, he's mm-hmm. the truth. You can say anything, but once you claim that you are the truth, mm-hmm. that everything, that reality as we know connected yeah. is, is not even connected, is finds it's expression yeah. from you. You, yes, yes. Not even on you. Yes, from you. It has to come from you. Absolutely. You know, because yes, yes. when we think about this too, we we'll say, oh, God is everywhere. God is this air. 
God is this thing. Mm, mm. Because God cannot exist outside. outside. So we cannot exist outside of God. Mm, so mm. this matter self na God. Yes. The mic self na God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's a very interesting thing, you know, to, to think about. So yes, Jesus said I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And I believe that that is the absolute truth. Yeah. So yeah, let me also bring this home. It is not out of fashion to bring yourself under like authority, yes, authority. And by authority, like Erasmus says, going back to the units, that is the family. You know, some people, they have got brought me till today now if my mother calls me. <laughs> if my mama called me like this, I used to answer with a quickness. When she listens to this, she's going to laugh. I'm going to answer with a quickness. And that is because it's not a, it is it was my choice. It was my choice. And then apart from that, to the kind of upbringing I got, you know, but also my decision that I'm going to bring I'm going to put myself under this, you know, cover. And I just want to say it's not out of place. Those of us who are listening, I don't it's going to help even it's going to help nobody's trying to control your life parents can be interesting sometimes too yes. yeah they can overstep parents are very interesting we will not we will not we won't even we won't act we won't stay here and act and pretend like yes. we are not going to and say parents that sure. parents can be very very interesting but yeah <laughs> but you know we need to when you know when you notice that ah okay this one is beginning to step out you can find a way to balance it but i at the end of the day overall it is not out of place for you to bring yourself under authority we want to bring it to a close at this point thank you very much um Erastus, thank you very much, Choma, for this time to gist and talk about this. And uh, thank you so much, our listeners, for taking our time to listen to this episode. Until I come into your ears another time with another episode, stay jiggy. I'm sure you enjoyed that episode, didn't you? Now go ahead and share this link with your friends and loved ones. Also, why not join me on Instagram and Facebook at LifePodWithC and on Twitter at OkoyeCE. That is LifePodWithC on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at OkoyeCE. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this as well. Have a fabulous week ahead. <laughs>